0: just now starting to find out that there's more than me that who is black who rides horses mm-hmm. for t- t- a year and eight months everywhere I went every show I went to every person who followed me on Instagram was you know Caucasian or you know even as far as like Asian but I never saw any other black people mm-hmm. <laughs> who were riding horses and I was like well it must just be me you know I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> just weird or something because I don't see any other black people. So it was really hard sometimes trying to find someone to connect to because I don't feel like I'm a typical equestrian.
1: That's right, not your typical equestrian. That is the voice of Brianna Brookens, a working student and avid equestrian here in North Carolina. Brianna talks with us today about her experience in the horse community and gives us some advice for aspiring equestrians. Stay tuned to hear more from Brianna. You are listening to Young Black Equestrians, the podcast, with your hosts, Aubriana Johnson and Caitlin Gooch. I'm doing great. How are you guys
0: doing? Pretty
1: good. Pretty good. <laughs> doing good. Well, thank you for um, joining us on an episode of our podcast. Um, Absolutely. We... Uh, Looking to just shed light on some of the local and not so local, you know, black equestrians, black cowboys, black people in the horse community. Just because we are, I would say we're few and far between, but but we really are not (laughs) because there's quite a few of us. But um, just shedding light on us, period.
0: Yeah, I love that. I really love
1: that. So... Um, We've been starting off every episode with talking about something that we are thankful for. So if you want to go first, Brianna, um, what is something that you are thankful for today?
0: Um, Today, uh, in particular, I'm definitely thankful for uh, my wife and my daughter. They came out with me this morning to the barn and helped me with every single barn tour, um, and then, which took way longer than it should (laughs) have, um, and then sat there through a whole hour lesson, um, so I'm really thankful that I have a supportive family that, you know, goes out with me and does things that they don't really, really feel the same way I do for, but they're always there.
1: Yep, there to support you. That's awesome. Yeah. Caitlin?
2: Today is a special day. One of the um, girls that I used to go to church with, her and her husband, they have been having like a battle with infertility. And today they're having a gender reveal. So I'm so thankful for them, um, for that happening in their lives. Yeah. they're doing it um, live on Facebook at nine o'clock. So I'm really excited. And I've been thinking about that all day. Like they never gave up, they just kept trying and they're finally having a baby. yes that's
1: amazing yeah wow but you have real um i don't know i i none of my stuff seems really interesting um i'm thankful for today um i'm thankful for my parents today um my mom has always been a sounding board for literally anything that's happening in my life. Like I see that meme on Facebook and it's like, you can't be my friend. Cause I told my mama and she don't like you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's literally my life. Like, Oh, well I already yeah. told my mama. So <laughs> she, if she looked at you like that, it's cause she knows. And then my dad is always there. He always has an answer for everything he can fix anything he is currently working on my mini mobile and he's got the fuel pump for the mini minivan so that I can uh start driving my little mini around in the minivan so That's awesome. I am super thankful for them today and I guess I let me shout out my little brother too he's pretty much like my dad and it's always very helpful so let me not leave him out um, <laughs> But I am thankful for them today. Uh, so, getting into our awesome. questions. Uh, so, Brianna, briefly tell us about yourself. Kind of where you're located, your current horse, or the horse you're riding, and what discipline you ride. Yeah. So, um, well,
0: my name is Brianna. Um, I'm 22 years old, and I live in Durham, North Carolina right now, Um, and I am riding kind of two horses right now, mainly at the same time. Um, One, his name is Classy, and the other's name is Bo, and Classy is a dressage horse, so I do dressage lessons about three times a week, and then Bo is a crazy jumper. So um, I was a show jumper for the first year and a half that I started, and then I and finally, now starting to kind of branch off and try new disciplines. Um, so dressage is my next go-to.
1: Nice. So, yeah, um, what fun. <laughs> what barn do you ride at?
0: So I ride at Matrix Stables. Um, that's where I do dressage. It's based in it's in Wake Forest, mm-hmm. and then I take jumping lessons um, at Southern Oak Equestrian Center in Raleigh. Um, and then a friend of mine has a therapeutic riding center in Raleigh as well, and that's where I ride bow. So I work at two of them. About to work at all three. <laughs> um, I work off. I try to work off everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I trade in anything I can: mucking stalls, feeding, turnout, hay, whatever it is. Yeah. To get for my time.
1: <laughs> awesome. That's cool. That's cool. That's you're literally like in my <laughs> neck of the woods what you say I'm sorry I said you're literally in my neck of the woods like oh really yeah yeah I work in North Raleigh so it's right down the street from Wake Forest and I'm from Chapel Hill oh that's
2: crazy and
1: I did not know that yeah yeah and so I was creeping on your Instagram just a little bit yeah and I was like double take what seriously (laughs) like Melissa she ride with (laughs) Melissa like, it is yeah. such a small world.
0: Yeah, I rode with Melissa for um, a couple of months.
1: Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, she boarded my horse briefly until he tried to like escape everything she had. Um, oh my goodness! So when when she had the farm in Chapel Hill, so it was it was interesting. She's a cool chick. Yeah,
0: she's
1: pretty chill. All righty, so. From my understanding, you got into horses just recently, like what made you make that decision to kind of start this journey?
2: Yeah,
0: so I mean, um, growing up, I since will let my parents and my grandparents tell it, I've loved horses since I could say the word horse. (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Literally, no one understood why, no one else rides horses or has horses in my family, but I. Since a little girl, I've just been completely obsessed. Um, I think my seventh birthday party, my parents brought out ponies and it was a My Little Pony party and it was just the best day of my entire life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but you know, growing up, you know, we didn't have the resources or the money for me to be in programs and do lessons at all. So I lived through Saddle Club. I watched Saddle Club all day long. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, felt like I was in the Saddle Club. <laughs> um and every now and again you know I would go on a trail ride or my parents would find a friend of a friend of a friend who had horses and even if I couldn't ride they would just take me out there every now and again and let me look at you know some ponies and stuff so that was pretty much my whole childhood just dreaming of being able to learn to do what I could see on TV Mm -hmm. and finally I moved to me and my wife got stationed in DC and I was just bored out of my mind and I said you know what I am going to ride a horse I'm going to go and I'm going to do a lesson (laughs) that's just it Mm -hmm. and this was a year and about 8 months ago so I you know, did some research on Google and stuff and I found a barn with some good reviews and it was the best decision I ever made because it became my heart barn I still talk to her to this day I was at her wedding last month or 2 months ago and she you know took me from not knowing anything at all to now I, you know, can jump around and canter around really confidently. So I mm-hmm. thank her like every single day.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. What uh branch of the military are you guys connected with?
0: We're in well my wife is in the Navy. Okay. So uh, <laughs> it's been difficult moving around a lot, but we you get through it.
1: Mm-hmm. So where is she stationed currently?
0: So right now she's actually on a um, skill bridge program on her way out of the military Mm. so we're here not attached to a base because she gets out in November so we're here kind of while she's interning at a a new job position here to go into when she becomes a civilian
1: awesome well congratulations I mean I guess that's good to get out of the military
0: yeah we're really
1: happy Okay. well congratulations (laughs) about that thank you So, what are some of the challenges you have faced kind of as a minority in the horse industry?
2: Yeah, um,
0: I've definitely dealt with, um, I call it low-key racism, because no one ever blatantly comes out and says, you know, I don't like you because you're black. (laughs) But I've definitely, you know, been places where the only difference between me and what everyone else is doing is the color of my skin and it just becomes to the point where it becomes kind of obvious. Um, when you're like, Oh, okay. You know, I get it. (laughs) So it's being put in a lot of uncomfortable situations where you're kind of, where I've been treated badly or differently than a lot of other people that I've been around. Mm -hmm. And then also for me, um, I'm just now starting to find out that there's more than me. That who is black, who rides horses, mm-hmm. for t- a year and eight months, everywhere I went, every show I went to, every person who followed me on Instagram was, you know, Caucasian or, you know, even as far as like Asian, but I never saw any other black people mm-hmm. <laughs> who were riding horses, and I was like, well, it must just be me, you know, I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> just weird or something, because I don't see any other black people, so it was really hard sometimes trying to find someone to connect to, because... I don't feel like I'm a typical equestrian. You know, I listen to trap music. and
1: I was about to you know, say, you're the up. trap equestrian, girl. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I
0: grew up listening, you know, we grew up different. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can't really relate all the way on a deeper level to even people who I call my friends who are my friends, but we don't always connect 100% because we were raised differently. Right. So it definitely comes with some struggles.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. I, I agree. I feel like it's kind of hard um, especially when you are you know, you grow up around black people like you, that's yep. your you're, that's your normal but then when you fa- you fall in love with something and no one like you is there it's like, okay yep. do I try to merge these two, like be right. myself and then learn this new thing or do I just kind of keep them separate until I'm comfortable with what I'm exactly. doing you know
0: exactly yeah. and that's I, I was having that same struggle recently because I had my horse page and my personal page separate up until I feel like yesterday because
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, I would post my horse stuff and you know my friends you know they don't they don't ride horses they don't know about you know I look weird to them I'm sitting up here into what looks to them like I'm assaulting this
2: horse mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so they're you know looking at me like I'm crazy uh so I, I but I recently decided like you know if I'm gonna try to bring shed light onto horses into the bad community I can't keep trying to like have it separate myself yeah that's not the way to go you know I have to do both I have to still be myself and not try to become someone who I'm not but you know, I don't need it to,
1: to be separate because
0: this is
1: just who I am, all in one. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that one completely. So let's talk about your Instagram for a little bit, or yeah. or let's let's talk about your social media presence, period. Um. So when did you start, kind of like, especially on your horse page, because I I feel like you had like a crap ton of followers there. Um. When did you start kind of promoting yourself? On social media, I won't say like being an influencer because I don't mm-hmm. see you tied to some tied to brands yet. Yeah. But um, tell us kind of ab- about your social media journey.
0: Yeah, so it started even before I started horses. Um, me and my wife actually are YouTubers, um, which we started. We don't really do as much anymore because we kind of just uh, it got a lot of things. You know, I feel like our message we were trying to send wasn't going through people were like going around it and just worrying about the fact that we were like another gay couple, a cute gay couple. So it mm-hmm. kind of was like, oh, well, that's not what we were trying to get at. Right. So <laughs> we kind of stopped. Right. But, um, it started with that. So we had a YouTube channel and then we created individual accounts. So of course people would come over and want to see us on a personal level away from one another. So that's how I started to accumulate followers. Um, And then once I started to get into horses, I started to notice there was quite a few of my followers who were genuinely interested in what I was doing. And they had no idea what I was doing, but they really wanted me to sit there and explain it. And they asked a ton of questions and it really got me, you know, pumped and excited to be able to like spread that knowledge. So I started to try to do just that more really. And then I grew more into a little bit into the horse world. And then, you know, I already had my social media presence from before. So now I'm in the process still now of trying to, like, build both. Right. Um, so that I can, you know, just be all around.
1: Yeah. All in one place, right?
0: Yes, that's my goal. My goal has always been to be kind of like a neutral party for both sides.
1: hmm <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how has kinda of being in the horse industry changed your life or affected your life daily?
0: Um, it definitely sometimes becomes there's good and there's bad. For the negative side of it it definitely sometimes becomes a bit much, you know, when you work it off and you really put in the hours and you're at the barn all day. You know, it's it's exhausting. As much as you love it, you have to have a passion for this sport because it's exhausting, especially Mm -hmm. when you're in a relationship and you have a family trying to do it because, you know, you're at the barn all day. If if a horse gets hurt, a horse gets loose, you know, you got to stick around. You got to do things, you know, it's it's unexpected and it has no end to the time. There's no set time. You're going to be done. It's you're done when you're done. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, that takes a toll on relationships and family time because, you know, you never know when you're going to be home. Um, So it definitely sometimes becomes a struggle trying to be a mom and a wife and a horsewoman. Um, Mm -hmm. But the positive definitely is it's just impacted my attitude and my outlook on life, you know, getting to go out and turn on my music and get on the back of a horse when I've had problems and just ride it out. Even just going and just, you know, even if I don't ride, just being in that peaceful place with just horses and that's it. You don't have to talk to anyone if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Because horse people do that all the time. We'll mm-hmm. completely ignore you.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, it's
0: amazing. It, it really is. And it's kind of the light of my days most most of the time.
1: That's awesome. So what is, what is your ultimate goal? kind? with this endeavor what would you see yourself say five ten years from now?
0: Yeah I definitely have a set goal Um, since I started this my goal has been to work as many places and train under as many people as I can in the next 10 years because I want to open my own facility Mm -hmm. but I simply don't know enough right now at all I've only been in this a year and a half Mm -hmm. and I know that um, it takes you know you're never done learning with horses so my goal right now is to just do as much as I possibly can and really engorge myself into the horse world um, so that I can open my own facility and try my goal it's a big dream but it's to connect it with the city wherever I'm living at the time so that kids who were like me who wanted to ride horses but just couldn't can come out to my facility and they can ride and it's not a question about pricing or you know worrying about big fancy horses or big show barns it's just somewhere kids can come and
1: build
2: confidence and learn about horses
1: yeah we know all about that don't we
2: caitlin yeah and i love how like the last few people we've interviewed it's like we all have this common goal we really want to give back but it's really because we want to see us represented we don't want to see those kids that are going to shows or doing rides or rodeos, whatever they're doing,
1: and then there's
2: only yeah. the
0: black kids that's doing it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I don't. I hate the term "the first black." Yeah. You know, because it's 2019. It's 2019. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what? Why are there still first black?
2: Yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous.
1: Yes. Yes. I want
2: to get away from that. I know it's 2019. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's really crazy to me. Um, But I I definitely want
1: to get away from that. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of even has a catch-22 because a lot of times we are not the first black. It's just that Mm -hmm. we're the first black that we know of because our history was kind of erased. You know, black jockeys, black horse trainers, like they weren't given the same opportunities. And we talked to a guy... um, a few episodes ago. Um, It hasn't been published yet, but um, he was saying that he was saying how, like, black trainers, you know, would train the horses. It was all good at the barn, but when you went to the show, Mm -hmm. you didn't say that you had a black trainer because you might play slower than somebody else with a white trainer. So the white people rode the horses. Um, The trainers pretty much act as the grooms. And, you know, that was their place just because, you know, segregation, Jim Crow, all that stuff. So exactly. it's like a lot of times we are not the first black, but we're the first black that you know of and the first black that right. was, that was okay. Kind of yeah. Yeah. So that's, it it irritates me also. And it just blows my mind. like you said, that yeah. we are still, still doing this, you know.
0: I have people who, you know, write me all the time from my social media who don't know anything about horses and they found me from YouTube or something and they're like, oh, like, you know, you ride horses, like, you know, like, what, like, what is that, like, that's, you know, black people don't do that. I hear that all the time.
2: Black mm-hmm. people don't do that, mm-hmm. and I'll
0: sit there and I'll say, you know, black people were like some of the first
2: cowboys.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know,
2: like black people do do this,
1: mm-hmm. they do it well. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. I would love to meet somebody who said that black people don't do that. Like I've heard people say that somebody told them that, but I'm like, Okay, well let me show you <laughs> right, I you have go sisters. get on my horse. <laughs> right. Like just, right. <laughs> come to <my> father's farm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: then they'll
0: say, Oh, you know, they hit the people with the the horses do all the work. I'm like, Well
2: you get up there then.
0: Right.
2: And Do it. Well, yeah, that is like the worst I remember, me. like, Twitter exploded when people were talking about like why is equestrian um, these equestrian events in the Olympics, and they were like, "You're just sitting there." And I'm just like, "Okay, right. let me see you do that. Yeah. Get mm-hmm. up there and do that. Why don't you go jump that four
0: foot fence for me, and then we can talk right after that."
1: Yeah. Who who worked <laughs> then hard then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, what advice would you have for kind of upcoming equestrians, people that have, you know, always wanted to ride but never had the funds or the opportunity or the support to do so? What advice would you give them?
2: I would definitely tell
0: people that you need to work for it. For one, you work hard. If you can't pay for it, there's always a way. There's always. A way to do something that you want to do. I haven't paid for a lesson since I started writing. <laughs> I worked it. Dang. <laughs> in.
1: I'll
0: put in the hours so that I what I want. Mm-hmm. And you make if it's something that you want to do. A lot of people, you know, they want. to think of what I'm trying to say they they think about what everyone else wants them to do and they put those things first which is what I was doing for a really long time but you you know you there is a way to make time for everything that you love if you just really try at it and you really try to make a way for something that you want to do and you work hard at it and you don't give up on your dreams and it's definitely possible and i know that sounds so cliché people say it all the time oh just like follow your dreams and don't give up and it's like okay well like you know step how you know? yeah like uh,
1: well how? <laughs> how how i do that <laughs>
0: phone go on google type in equestrian centers near me Mm -hmm. and you look up reviews and you call those people and you say do you have working student positions i don't know anything about horses i'm telling you up front but i'm a fast learner i'm a good worker or whatever it is that you are Mm -hmm. and you go out there and you meet with them and Mm -hmm. you ask them to teach you a lot of times most of the time equestrians love to talk and they love to tell you about how they do things different than everyone else Mm -hmm. And they will sit there and they'll teach you all day long if you let them. So Mm -hmm. the opportunities are there. You just have to find them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is the truth. That is the truth. Uh, So have you ever been to a trail ride? Ever been
0: where?
1: To a trail ride. I have been on a
0: couple of trail rides, actually.
1: Like the black trail rides? You said you have you have been to them?
0: No, to, to what? I'm sorry.
1: The black trail rides that we. No, that... I haven't.
0: No, I haven't been to those. I thought you said a trail ride. I haven't been
1: to the black ones. So it's so funny because me and Caitlin growing up in this, mm-hmm. it's we thought it was not that we thought it was normal, but like. We're like, oh, yeah, like, literally everybody we know talks about this. So when we're interviewing people, especially local people, we're like, wow, you know, have you, you should come to a try ride. And they're like, what's that? So, Caitlin. Yeah, I've
2: never even heard of it. What is it?
1: Caitlin, Caitlin, sh- let's talk, show her, talk about some, some trail rides. <laughs> yeah, so the East
2: Coast Trail Ride Association has been around for, since before we were born. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, from March to November, every single weekend in North Carolina, Carolina yeah, um, and then there's some in Maryland. A different black saddle club hosts a trail ride, and what? so from Friday, yeah, so from Friday to Saturday, all of these black cowboys and cowgirls get together, and we just basically camp out and trail ride for the whole weekend. But the bulk of the trail ride is on the Saturday. Um, Friday just use like a fresh fry Saturday people are still coming in that morning then we go out at like 11 we'll get back in around 3 and then people kind of cool off we eat there's always a raffle, and then we just party after that and then people wow. either leave that night or they leave on Sunday mm-hmm. that sounds dope
1: yes so we're going to have a meet up I'm glad. I'm so glad we're doing this right now because Caitlin's family's trail ride is coming up, and oh yes, we I'm there. need I'm <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a meetup because these. I mean, extra uh, East Coast Trail Ride Association. It's not perfect, you know what? Yeah. entity is, but. It do, I mean, it's a family and it's, you know, for those people, you know, they're coming from all walks of life, you know, corporate, you know, construction workers, like all these different people, you is. know, they have horses, uh, whether they board them somewhere, I have them on their property and we all literally just meet up in the woods <laughs> and <laughs> party <laughs> from Friday to Sunday. And like my family... My, um, my dad and my mom, they have a camper and they don't have horses, but they just go to hang out and talk to that people awesome. and, you know, we cook and we eat and, and the tack, like my mom just brought me some, um, tack from the, from Shelby and, um, uh, which is near Charlotte. It's, it's like the largest trail ride on the East coast. Um, and I was like, you yeah, know, thanks. Like, it was just some ra- some <laughs> random things, but I mean, they will raffle off saddles, they raffle wow. off feed and muck oh, and forks. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That's crazy.
2: That's insane.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, I
0: definitely we gotta meet
1: up. <laughs> yeah, we gotta connect on Facebook and make an event or something because I just. I mean, not that it's anything like super grand, but for all these people that are just like, you know, I have never seen like Ki- Kiara, or did I say her name right, Caitlin? Kiara? Kiara? I can't remember. We had a conversation about this. Kiara, Kiara yeah. <laughs> listen
2: to this and you're like,
1: oh my I know. I'm sorry, girl. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we um. We were like, you know, she said that she had never been on a horse beside a black person on a horse. I'm like, what? girl, what? I've been on a horse beside 300 black people on horses. Like, <laughs> we literally. Yeah, I don't
0: think, I'm trying to think. Have I ever ridden with another black
2: person? Um, mm-hmm. oh, wow. N- n- no, no, I have not. Yeah. No. Nope.
1: Yeah, I know y'all are gonna y'all are gonna we're gonna put some um at least y'all have helmets on to keep your chin up because y- your mouth will be open <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: because I am yeah,
0: now I'm thinking about it and I guess I never even realized that like no I've written with like I feel like Asians is the only other race that I've <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's
1: yeah so we're, wow, gonna, that's crazy. we're gonna have a black girl meet up yes in Let's do it. um, is that it's um Otis's year, right? Uh-huh.
2: It's place.
1: Okay, so that's gonna be a good time, and that's that's not too far from where I live and where Caitlin lives. Um, Caitlin lives in Windell, and okay. um, I'm in Zebulon, so we're right here to um, not yeah, too far you're not from. Far at all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So we'll have to give you the details on that and yes get us I would love that get us a meetup even if you don't i mean you can bring a horse if you want but even if you don't ride it's still a good time um to hang yeah. out and and see the culture yes no thats that sounds
0: like a lot of fun even if I can't find a horse to rent
1: mm-hmm <laughs> and maybe sure, we day. we might be able to find something for you to ride <laughs> yeah no, somebody right, no, don't Shoot, <laughs> growing up, growing up, because I didn't, well, my cousin was in it first, and when he decided to ride, I couldn't ride, because he was riding his horse, and so, yep. somebody always had, like, hey, I brought an extra horse, and I was like, okay. Yes. <laughs> I love when people say that to me, and mm-hmm. then
0: they'll go, oh, you know, he bucks a little, I'm like, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just how I like
1: him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... That'll be pretty awesome. I'm super excited. Yes. We, we gotta, really we gotta get this planned, Caitlin. Yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. And I don't know if you, cause they don't really have a lot of Western stuff at Dover, but I do work at the Dover and Raleigh. So if you guys what? ever, I don't know what you guys would get out of there, but
1: you uh, I'm there. Yeah. Um, did you, I don't know if she's worked there in a long time. How long have you worked there?
0: I literally started last week.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a friend of mine um used to work there, and she boarded her horse at my barn. And I'm like, "Girl, this is the list of supplies yes. <laughs> that we need. So, you just tell me how have much." Have all
2: the breeches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, anyway, all right. Uh, Caitlin, do you Thank have you any so other much. questions? Would you say? I uh, just ask Caitlin if she had any other questions for you.
2: I was really trying to think of, like, what else? Um, I know you said that you teach right now, right? Mm-hmm. Are you teaching um, people that are your age or older? What is the – or are they children? What's the age group that you teach? So I do beginner lessons for kids
0: Um, pretty much since I was, like, Sort of working like in childcare as nanny or being like a preschool teacher a and stuff like that so I really connect well with the young ones so I would teach beginner lessons you know walk in then start the beginner try like five to maybe ten years old for kids oh yeah Aww. that's precious yeah my daughter is four and I give her lessons too and she it's crazy because all she
1: wants
0: to do is can her. Mm-hmm. And to her that she's not there yet.
1: No. <laughs> well, at least she's got big dreams. <laughs> oh, yes.
0: Yes. I'm trying to. That, I mean, it, it sounds bad, but I'm trying to slow them down a little bit because she just kicks and kicks, and one day she's really going to get that pony to can her. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be bad.
1: <laughs> oh, well, ponies always teach little kids lessons. Oh, yes. <laughs> Those are the ones we can count on. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely adorable, and she is absolutely adorable.
0: Thank
1: you so much. <laughs> so, do you have?
0: Whole family to trail ride. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah
1: Everybody. I,
0: I probably will. Honestly, my wife will probably love that. She goes trail riding with me sometimes. We've been. I've gotten
1: her at least four times out. So. <laughs> nice. Well, at least she's willing to go out on a horse with you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes she likes it sometimes I think she pretends
2: but
1: I'm gonna say she likes it so I don't feel so guilty that's just part of being a horse person man cause (laughs) like yeah yeah, my mom she is like not even about this life but that's one of the good things about my mini is that he's much he's less threatening than the big horse but he's still like what you doing what you got what's in your face you know (laughs) So she'll, she'll touch him at least, but she, yeah, she, (laughs) she is not about the big horse life.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, yes. I understand.
1: (laughs) But, um, do you have any other gems that you would like to share with this black equestrian community?
0: Hmm. I'm trying to think. Oh, when you buy a helmet, guys. Make sure your hair is
1: curly, not flat iron. Oh my god! You can go yes. Go and wash
0: your hair and try
1: to put your helmet on. It's not gonna fit. Yes, <laughs>
0: yes. I had to learn that the hard
1: way. That is such <laughs> a small thing that you would not think about, and even like curly, like out, like not even braided. Because I've done that, like tried something on. I'm like, oh yeah, and then yes. I try to like tie tie my hair in a bun and mm-hmm. it's like I, I could have swore I this fit when I yeah, tried it on yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. definitely I went and got fitted for my helmet and I had my hair
0: flat iron in a ponytail and it fit perfect and I was like I'm gonna look so beautiful and awesome and then I went home and I washed my hair and I still put it in a slick bun but you know it's curly now so Yeah, it's not the same
1: it's and got my helmet was like, like
0: um, you thought you were gonna put it on <laughs> <but> you're not <laughs>
1: Yeah. That is interesting. I wouldn't have even it's thought good. of that, it's but good. yeah, that is that is definitely something that we need to keep in mind as we buy helmets and stuff. <laughs>
2: and uh-huh. Your hair ain't always gonna be split down when you put that helmet on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and that's go back and resize it. That's
1: <laughs> that's problems that other people would not have. You
0: know, exactly, so, okay. you know, <laughs> things that they have to think about, mm-hmm. so, and
1: we do, we definitely do. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, all right, well, thank you so much, Brianna, for talking to thank us today. Thank you for listening to Young Black Equestrians, the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for updates. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. See you next time.